What is up? What is up, everybody? This is Baxter Street Boys. I'm your host, Bill Wilcox. Joined as always by co-host Jake Gordon and producer Griffin Rudy. Um, believe it or not, the world is still turning. The sun came up and the dogs are 3-0. Contrary to what anybody else says. Um, it, it was a weird week, though, because we're going to talk about all this. But, you know, usually when Georgia plays like this, we're hearing it from every fan base, from every corner of every place. Well, there's really nobody that, that has a platform to talk on right now. Maybe all of college football just sucks this year. We'll get into all that um, and plenty more. Uh, we got so much to talk about. I don't know how long the show's going to go tonight, but, but we're jam-packed. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. Um, if you if you can please like and subscribe to this channel, we would really, really appreciate it. If you're feeling really froggy, put a comment in the comment section for us. Um, other than that, let's get right into it. This is the dogs! It's a sapper, baby! Oh, he's running all the people! Just stepped on their face with a hobnail boot. The freshman just ran it back to your sideline and it's intercepted intercepted Keely Ringo touchdown Georgia I know I'm asking a lot you guys but hunker it down one more time Jake Griff how we feeling I, um, I, I this is exactly I, I think I texted y'all this but I was like I, I'll feel better about this game tomorrow than I did on Saturday like I was I was kind of mad all day Saturday Saturday night I eased up especially after watching Tennessee get their lunch money taken and I was like, yeah, I think I'll feel better about this one tomorrow. I was like, I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'm definitely not going to be as mad as I was. Yeah. 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 I was – I kind of felt the same way. I mean, I, I think I walked away from that game a lot happier than I thought I would halfway through it because the second half we played pretty great. So, uh, I was pleased at the end of it, honestly. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I think I take a different approach now. And I, I don't know if my, my, old, my old age is showing here, but – I was honestly never – I was kind of defeated in the first half. I think that was the first time in a long time I felt like, wow, we're, like we actually are going to lose. This, this is – Yeah, that beats like, it. There was, there was really yeah, no I, shot, I, signs of life at all. And then, like, I went from being, like, super defeated in the first half to, like, very, very happy moving forward in the second half because I thought that was, like, as good of an answer and response as you can have from a team. So, I, I thought we played, like, a championship team in the second half. We answered the bell, and it was pretty freaking impressive, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely – like, you, you could at least take a positive. It, it wasn't like we came out and kicked four field goals. Well, we couldn't have. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, it's not like we come out <laughs> and kick four field goals and one by three. Like, they actually came out and, like, whooped into the second half. So, whooped that made things a little bit better. I and mean, I got to say, Pat, that, I almost called him Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Spencer Rattler uh, looked like Patrick Mahomes out there in the first half. Dude was creating. He was letting it sing. I got to give yeah. him credit. He looked pretty good. In all honesty, if you give that guy time, like, he's pretty freaking good. Uh, but we – like, the whole second half – and I'll be honest with you, I didn't get to watch most of the fourth quarter. I, I was pitching on Saturday. So, I had to go out to the field. But we just – like, everybody turned it up. Like, defense looked slow in the first half, uh, and offense looked anemic in the first half. And then, all of a sudden, that first drive out of the gate was super impressive. It, it felt like – and, you know, we're not there. I mean, we weren't at the game. Oh, Jake, you were at the game, so you can kind of I was. But people were saying, you know, people I was following was like, you know, obviously in our comments, everybody wants to fire Bobo you know, every third play. Well, people were saying, like, listen, there's receivers in the outfield that are available to throw the ball to. Like, it's up to Beck to do it. So I feel like Monken – or not Monken. Bobo goes up to, to Beck at halftime, and he's like, hey, dog, you got to quit being scared to make a mistake. 
and let the thing eat. Like, cut it loose. Because no, then there right, was, we come out, one-on-one ball, deep ball, bang, and then we just get in rhythm. And I talked about on, on this last show, like, I don't think he's a guy that feels like he's warmed up in the game throwing screen passes, dink and dunks. I feel like he's a guy who wants to just let one rip, and then he feels way better. Well, maybe you well, have to so, him to let it rip. Yeah, so, no, I, there was one. It was that reverse flea flicker play that they ran. He threw it to Bowers, overthrew Brock, and I think Mark Strosby Jackson had eight steps on his guy. Yeah, he Brock did. was not the correct read on that play. Um, uh, Jack Saint was booty, booty butt naked wide open, and yeah, he missed a few guys downfield. That was something that I was noticing, and it was very frustrating. But overall, I don't think Carson played bad. He definitely no. wasn't impressive, but like he didn't lose the game. Uh, but he's got to he's got to stop. I think I think there is a mental. He said it too. There was like in the post game interview and stuff. He's like, yeah, I was like kind of nervous for my first game. And he was like, first SEC game. He's like, I kind of felt the nerves go away. I'm like, dude, I can't, I can't have it. I can't have a nervous quarterback. I don't, I don't do nervous <laughs> quarterbacks. Like that's, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. He, uh, he definitely showed out in the second half in my opinion. And, and it's not even like missing guys that are open. It's, it's being willing to give guys that are one-on-one a chance. Like we, that's why you go out and get good wide receivers. Like love it. Like rah, rah, like those guys, because, and Marcus Rosby, Jack Saint looks but, you know, he looks like one of our best guys right now. We, I think we kind of knew that going in, but he's proven it. Yeah. But you have to be able – you have to be willing to give those guys a chance, like especially in one-on-one coverage. You get man coverage, you need a big play, like like give them a shot. It, more more times than not, they're going to run by a DB. Corner is a hard position to play in the sport. So, like, when, it, when they're one-on-one – You're at a disadvantage with, immediately. Yeah. Like <laughs> When they're one-on-one with a very talented receiver, give your guy a chance, you know. And, and I felt like he did that in the second half a lot better. Going back to what you said, Cole, about like Bobo talking to him, I think I saw a reporter said uh, they asked Kirby about like he stopped Carson Beck walking into halftime and like said something to him, asked him what he said, and he said uh, Kirby said like he told him like listen, we trust you, Carson, like let it loose, like yeah. whatever. So I That's think it. like someone literally had that exact conversation with him. So yeah, I mean uh, it had to be. It was a completely different look out of the half. Uh, so while we're sticking to the offense, um, I know we were joking last week, kind of, but like Dylan Bell is like he got seven carries yesterday. He, so that's that's kind of the elephant in the room. I kind of wanted to move into next. Yeah, I don't. I, it it hasn't been an O line problem. Like it has no. not. Because as soon as Dejon Edwards steps in, it, it's a completely different run game. Like the run Dude, game was changed. He was bombing. We cannot afford to lose him again for an extended no, period of time. No, he need him bad. Like the, it's just there's just a confidence about the way he runs. It, like there's a patient confidence, and you know, we're all Falcons fans here. So, like you 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 kind of undervalue the running back position because everyone tells you to. Like if the NFL tells you to, like everybody's like, yeah, it's offensive line based position, blah, blah blah. And to an extent, maybe. But then you see a guy like Bijan go out there and like completely change the game. And you go back, and, and we were just spoiled forever. We go from freaking Gurley to Chubb and Michelle and DeAndre Swift, like James Cook, all these guys. And and we don't realize how important it really is to have a good back back there. And, and as soon as Dejon steps in, it's like, all right, there's a 100-yard rusher. We didn't have 100 yards rushing in the first game. And Dejon has 150 yeah. yards. Yeah, you know, and if you're if you're one of these you know top running backs, I do think like guys like Roger Roberts. I, I I did see he got pulled immediately, and it was kind of Carson Beck's fault. <laughs> he only got one yeah. carry because the, the handoff Carson gave him was high, and he almost fumbled. And I think that was still we were still only up like one touchdown at that point, so he didn't come back in after that. 
even though that was kind of Carson's fault. Uh, I think he'll get better. Um, you know, like Andrew Paul, guys like that will come around. Kendall Milton, I, you know, I, I, I still like him. I think he's a good player, but you can't rely on him at this point. <laughs> but somebody yeah, like Nathaniel Frazier. It just looks slow to me. It looks slow to me. And all three of us here want him to be good so bad. Yeah. can be. And, and, I, and maybe he's just a little dinged up right now. I don't know. It feels like we've been saying that for his whole career. Hopefully he can get back to full speed because we do need that. But, like, at this point, I'm okay if Dejon gets 70 80% of the snaps at running back. Cash Jones is a legit elite. Cash Jones is a freaking dog. He's he's legit receiving threat out of the backfield. Like, it's not like a little gimmick. He's legit. Like, he's really yeah. good. And yeah. then, yeah. Dominic Lovett. You know who Dominic Lovett looks like? Not to this level, clearly. Tell me, I'm because not. because I, I feel like I see something with him, and I, I can't pinpoint it. So, tell me who this is. You're going to say Devontae Smith? I wasn't gonna say Devontae. That's not what I was. He kind of he kind of looks like like he did like I'm not saying he's as good as him. Like he looks like him out there. Like the way he runs, like he runs in a similar style. You know how Devontae Smith like he kind of like there was like a lot of movement. I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Just go watch it, and I think you'll see it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Well, I was I, I like you moved into that point because I I really liked how the offense when we needed something like leaned on him a lot him and marcus mm-hmm. rosemary jack saying it's like okay we spread the ball out a lot but these are our two guys on the outside right here like let's get them the ball let's let them make plays like every big play it seemed like we were going to them and i like that like i, I love how we spread the ball around it keeps defense on their toes but at the same time you got to have some go-to guys and those guys seem like they're stepping up being those dudes so hopefully that, that's a trend moving forward and we got to get bowers rolling some more uh we, we got to find a way to get him the ball it shouldn't be play, too hard. play collins Play calling's got to be better in the first yeah, half. It can't be that. It can't sure. be that lag in day school. People are talking stick about Bowers now. They're getting a little too big for their britches here. They people, need to let them live. By people, do you mean Florida fans? Or Yeah. Yeah. Well, there it is. Uh, Bowers, like you think back to like, – That is while, a man playing a bo- That is a man playing with boys. That is right. Like while we got – remember Monken, like the reason we got started so quickly in games is usually because we featured Bowers like – the entirety of the first drive. Like, it was – like, think back to every game we got started off hot, like, like Michigan, LSU, State, LSU, Bowers, Bowers, Bowers. Like, he's the guy, and, and everybody knows he's the guy, and you still shouldn't be able to stop it. I don't care what a defense is scheming up for him. I don't care if they got two or three guys on him. You shouldn't be able to stop that dude ever. There was one – I did the, the one play that sticks out to me, I remember, he caught, he caught a ball probably two yards in front of the line of scrimmage. It's like second and eight. Um, he immediately – drags one guy off of him. Uh, a, a South Carolina defender gets a clean shot on him, and then he just kind of, like, throws him off, bounces off of him, gets five more yards until he finally gets hit, hit again. Like, he's, like, dragging two guys on him. Like, the, the dude is, like, he looks like he's playing with children. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think I think maybe the biggest takeaway out of the offense so far is the Marys and M's going down. Um, you know. Yeah, that's said, not good. It's, it's said it's a sprain, like – we know how that goes, though. We talked about it on this last show with Kirby. Like he, uh, Kirby's like, oh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if we can practice this week. Yeah, that means he's out six weeks. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm just and people in the comments on Baxter Street was like, well, it's true. You know, they said it's just a sprain. Well, yeah, a sprain for me and you is a little bit different than a guy who who is a left ta- right tackle at 350 pounds. Like that sprain is not quite as easy to bounce back from because he's putting a lot of weight on that and he's anchoring a position where he's literally using leverage from the ground to keep bigger dudes away from the quarterback like his ankle is doing and a lot of they're work. not going to rush him they're not going to rush him back like no no okay so like, we've seen uab uab's not good this year auburn's not good this year like kentucky like and then at that point maybe you start thinking about bringing him back 
Right. Yeah. There's, there's really no need to, this is, this is more of a future thing. Like obviously we have bigger things on the horizon that we, that we want to get to. Um, but I think I just, I hope that we can have him back because I'm not sure we can afford to lose him. Like he, he's yeah. a type of talent you, you're not really looking for. Like you can't really replace that. Um, no. Speaking of guys who are irreplaceable, did Cole Strange just get a first down? Yeah, I, I was. I've, I've been looking at this, and I just, yeah, what a play from Mike Jacecki. Cole Strange just got a first down. UTC boy, <laughs> he tossed uh, it back to him, bro. He, he kinetic fitness member. Um, if good dude, great dude. Yeah, that dude. If the Pats win this game, it's I've because of Cole Strange and Mike Jacecki on this play. Wow. Wow. Hey, by the Shout way, out. oh, oh, I just, saw the, I just saw the, uh, the replay. By the way, while we're talking about this, uh, Mike White's hot. That's all I gotta say about that. If you don't follow Truly Donovan, on, if you like college basketball, you need to follow Truly Donovan. I don't know who this guy is. He's yeah, like, nobody knows. <laughs> he's he's, he's right every time. Though. He's right every time. He he just leaks college basketball news constantly. He's always calling like predictions and recruits. And apparently, Georgia is leading very heavily for you yeah. know five star on some outlets, sure. high four yeah. star. This, yeah. yeah, y'all. Most of y'all follow the Twitter account, so y'all see we, we retweet most of the basketball stuff. Like, I'm, I'm so excited about basketball. It's obviously football season. Y'all don't care about basketball yet. I do. It's going to be sick. Yeah, it's yeah, going to be yeah, good. Yeah. We can anyway, love both at the speaking, same time. Speaking of people who are not replaceable, like, everybody's like, you know, something's just, just missing on this offense right now. Like, we're, we're trying to find the identity, blah, blah, blah. You know who it is. It's starting at Washington. No, it's oh. starting at Washington. <laughs> well, it is Darnell Washington. I do agree. It's Darnell. Like I in every facet of the Washington. game, it is Darnell Washington. And and we sat here all summer and told y'all this. Like y'all don't understand what he brings to the table on offense. Like you got to see a little bit in Ohio State when we didn't know what to do when he left the field, and then all of a sudden he comes back. We start scoring. He yeah, I mean it's, it's best crazy blocking when, tight end of all time. I don't like you throw me George Kittle. I don't care. That dude hit the second level like nobody I've ever seen. So missing him, like we got to find a way to replace that with, with the collective effort because one person will never be able to do it. Dude, I think he pancaked Nick Bosa like last week, last week and as a you know as a rookie, like the arguably. Oh, I mean he's the highest paid pass rusher in the NFL. Like he did, it was unbelievable. Ridiculous. He's, they uh, just the, overturned I was gonna that, say, by the way, which is absolute horse crap. That first down, Robert. Yeah. That oh, was I was gonna say. Uh, strange. Anyway, before, before we talk about the defense, please like and subscribe. Um, because we always forget to do it in the middle of the show. I um, do. <laughs> really good. Um, so I said uh, I'm not comparing um, Dominic Lovett to uh, Devontae Smith, like play wise, talent wise. I-, I am with Michael Williams and Miles Garrett. I think they're I think they're carbon copies. They're they're about the same size. I think I told you Miles Garrett's physique, like it's it, insane. Like he literally looks like he was built in the lab. But the way they play, Michael Williams was he was scaring the shit out of Spencer Rattler all game. Every time it, somebody broke loose, ninety like ninety percent of the time somebody broke loose and chased Rattler out of the pocket. It was Michael Williams. He was dude when we when we finally got him to hold the ball for more than two seconds every play, we were terrorizing him. Yeah, yeah when they stopped running those little outside screens, like they were just killing us with those, just throwing it on the boundary and then you know getting six yards at a time on those. And it just it was just working every time. But uh, yeah, no, when he had to throw downfield, Michael was pinning his ears back, dude. Michael's different. Yeah, he's different. He's he's proven it. Like he he kind of came in with all this hype. We were like somebody that list put him on top ten players in college football. And we were like, dang, I don't know if he's there yet. But he's he's getting to that point. Malachi Starks is he's he's you know he's him. He's the Brock Bowers of the defense at this point. Like he's unbelievable. Um, I thought Kamari last year played a really good game. He uh, 
we needed him to do that too. We need him to be that lockdown corner because we're going to face some good receivers this year. I mean, Luther Burden is really freaking good from Missouri. Really, Luther Burden was going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll speaking of that, later, speaking of guys, we too, need Kamari. I was very happy to see Tyke Smith get an interception. He looks healthy for like the first time. Yes, yeah. yes, he's back. He's happy fully back. Dude, we need Javon Bullard back. Also, yeah, you know the first draft. I don't know, game, man. Dirty Dan, int. Yeah, we we called that. We called that. Yeah, Dirty Dan. He missed that tackle on that first touchdown, and then he made up for the interception. So you know, even trade off. Yeah. yeah, the first half, you know, I didn't. I wasn't super concerned with the defense. I thought I thought Rattler was really just making plays. Well, they scored on the script. And then they got a, and then they got one deep shot, and that's all they had the rest of the game. And so I'm well, like, I, I like, I look at that. I'm like, the first half wasn't pretty, but I also didn't think it was all. His first boss at the time, like it was an absolute laser over over the corner, really good catch. And then I think he just got, he's just a guy that's he's going to play off that rhythm and emotion, and he did. Yeah, that was a seed. Yeah, seed, and, and a good, good really catch. good catch. Yeah, yeah. So that's how they got started, and then he's kind of rolled the momentum. But overall, like I'm, I'm very far from. Worry about our defense. We put up a goose egg in the second half. They were dominant. All like seven tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Seven tackles for loss. I love seeing that. Negative plays. I mean, with this defense, it's a big deal. If you ever think like, you know, something about our defense is different, like go watch, go flip on another game and watch the other team's defense. Ours looks so much different than everybody else's. Mm -hmm. Like it's so much faster and bigger, and just they swarm to the ball. Like even when I watch NFL games. I'll be like, all right, somebody's going to be there. You know, it's a screen pass. I'm like, all right, somebody's going to be there. And all of a sudden, they get four yards before somebody shows up. Like, we're hitting that guy before he gets two yards. Yeah, every single it's time. crazy, dude. They rally to the um, football than any defense in the country, easily. Yeah, and I mean, you know, offense, too, I kind of feel the same way. Like, when – like, we're not worried about the defense at all. And, like, obviously, the offense is – like, feels sketchy right now just because – I don't know. It's a lot of things have changed. You know, we got a new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, Lad, our number one wide receiver from yeah. last year, is gone. Darnell Washington is gone. There's a lot of change and a lot to adjust to, but I think we showed what we're really capable of on the offensive side of the ball in that second half when we came out and just diced them yeah. for three straight drives. Like it. No, I'll, I think I'm as happy with that game. Like, I, I it might be. It might be better than a blowout, and and all honesty, because mm-hmm. you know if you coast through a season and never get punched in the mouth, you really don't know how the team's going to respond when they do. And we got punched in the mouth by, by a decent team, like a team that is capable of holding that lead. Um, even though they have Shane Beamer, coach, who's an idiot, talks about you know kicking our ass at halftime. Like, what? A, yeah, dude, were, I I was. I so saw somebody say that they were like, "Do you guys?" They were like, "Do you guys think that motivated Kirby?" I was like, "Buddy, I don't think Kirby has ESPN on the blocker room." No, no. I was so happy though when I heard him say like when I heard what he had to say at halftime because I was like, "Oh, we are about to bust their tail." That's for just the next that's two just quarters. a young coach who who was too like. He was too. What's the word I'm looking for? Emotional. Uh, He's always no, too emotional. No, emotional is fine. He was too content with the, with the first half instead of like you know pushing for more. But I don't think it would have mattered the way we came out and played. Like if we play like that, we're going to beat anybody. But we grew up. Like Carson Beck grew up, and I know he's been there for five years. And people are going to say, "Yo, well, he's been there forever." It, it's different when you're on the field and the lights, the bullets flying. And yeah, he was a little bit shell shocked that first half. You could tell uh, when he threw when he threw the the five yard. Curl when we had one minute left with one timeout, I was like, "Oh, we might be in trouble." Like, 
if I, if our quarterback is throwing that with one minute drive, like we could be in trouble. And then he came out in the second half and flat out balled. Like, like that's a that's a competitor who turned it on and figured out like, hey, I'm I have room to make mistakes and I can't be scared to do it. And that is going to go a long way leading up. I think we're going to see a completely different Carson Bate moving forward, which is a very good thing for the team. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely was not discouraged, like you said. At least you know it wasn't, it wasn't like they just came out and you know they got lucky. Like they actually came out and just won the game, and I think that was why I ended up mm-hmm. feeling better. So I do want to talk about. We're going to talk about the third phase. We always talk about the third phase of the football game. Oh yeah, here we go. Show because we we understand football and we respect special teams. And I got to say, man, Brett Thorson, what a game, man! Three punts, all three inside the twenty. Yeah. Ended him back. He's really good. He's really good. <laughs> he's awesome. Yeah, like, it kind of started off as a joke. He's he's actually like one of the yeah, he's legit. He, he's oh, like, you you hate NFL, you hate to see him on the yeah. field, but when he is on the field, he helps your defense out. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's you don't realize like you don't, you don't understand how important that stuff is until you're in the middle of the game and you're backed up and you're like, we could really use a flip field here. You know, like, yep. you don't think about it until he walks out there. And then it's like, wow, I'm glad we have this game. Well, and it just helps out your defense so much. It gives them way more room to make right. a couple mistakes. Well, it's like, a momentum it's, it's a legit momentum swing. Yeah. I, speaking speaking of momentum swing, we, there is another side of special teams. Missed and that field is, goals. You, you can't – you can you, – we can look at in the face. We can go eye to eye. We can get red in the face spitting at each other. And I will never back down that a missed field goal <laughs> – is the biggest momentum swing in football. If a team misses a field goal, the other team is scoring every Especially like if we count block field goals yes. as, a, as a missed field goal block field, yeah, 100%. Maybe to a bigger extent. Block I'll, field goals are I probably – never – listen, Rodrigo Blankenship, you know, Georgia legend. Everybody, people still ask me, who's that cougar I used to have? Like, yeah, Rodrigo. Yeah. He missed that kick in the SEC championship when we were up – to go up 17 against Bama at 18, and I knew we were going to lose right then. I knew we were losing as soon as he missed that kick. We got three possessions, and and then all of a sudden we're we're upset after that. Anyway, that we can't you can't miss field goals. You cannot miss field goals. It's different if you miss like a forty-eight plus yard field goal. Mm-hmm. If you're within forty-five, it's got to go through the uprights. It has to. So yeah, yeah, y'all know how much I love special teams. I hate kickers. I hate all of them, man. I, I hate them so much. Like, and I'm not picking on Peyton. Like he's 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 what 19 years old. I'm not gonna pick on this kid. But I will say, when I was at Georgia Southern, um, we had two kickers y'all may have heard of: Tyler Bass, and Young Waku. Pretty damn good at what they did. Um, but every time at practice, no matter who it was, every time out there, every time I see the kickers, they're just out there dancing to the music. They're sitting there. They're throwing the ball back and forth. They don't kick at practice. They do like ten <laughs> kicks. They don't practice. Like so, when they miss kicks, don't feel bad for them. It's their own fault. Like, it, 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 <laughs> ask, anybody, ask anybody who has coached football. Like, I wasn't coaching at Georgia Southern, but I was there for the practices. Ask somebody that coaches football and ask them what they think about kickers, and they're going to say they're but they're clowns. That's all they do is just dick around and practice for two hours, and then when they miss kicks in the game, they're like, "Oh, you, I feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for them." They're practice. Our high school coach used to send our kickers to a, to a different practice field to kick, and then on Thursdays <laughs> we do special teams. Stay right. looking at them like me. Yeah, on Thursday we do special teams, and if they made the slightest mistake, it was just an instant gasket for them. Like 
like coaches hate kickers too. They really do. Like it's it's just one of those things where you just expect perfection because you know you're kicking them all, and when it doesn't happen, it just God it just makes you so freaking mad. Well, I mean, and yeah, it's like, not like we're asking a whole lot here. I mean, the one the first <laughs> one he missed was a twenty eight yarder, guys. Like. The second one was what thirty five? Like anything, that's a chip shot, man. Like, (laughs) well, at the time of the game, they had some kid come out kick a twenty five yard field goal for uh, like a thousand dollars from Allstate or something, and he mailed it. And of course, the crowd starts going nuts, (laughs) (laughs) bro. Uh, That's embarrassing. I gotta see though. Yeah, dude. Like, you cut that shit out. Stop. Yeah, I don't. I don't have the patience for it. I'm saying this in a semi-threatening way. Stop missing kicks. That was bullshit. (laughs) You miss like two take, um, set, take practice seriously. Why don't you go out there and get a couple extra reps in, buddy? I really <laughs> I don't have time to worry about kicking this year. I don't. Like it, it's terrifying enough. Like when literally when Koo, the guy you just mentioned, one of the best kickers in the NFL, rolls out today to kick a freaking like twenty-five yarder from the Falcons to win. I am sweating it out. I can barely I can barely look. Yeah. I hate watching big kicks for your team. It's terrifying. You know I can't. Do? I can't even imagine that when we have a guy Only, who's kicking fifty percent. You know who the you know who the biggest like the like the number one big man on campus this weekend was out of anybody. Oh, Mevis. And we'll get to this. It's Missouri's Tubby. kicker. He kicked a six, and you know what? He's still a loser because you know why? Because he's a kicker. All right. <laughs> no, nah, that guy's the man. <laughs> I freaking love but this week. After this that, week until baby. he blows one, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's back to being. So he missed the one against Auburn from twenty freaking twenty yards, just puts him in overtime. He did. It was like uh, Peyton, it was like Peyton Manning. What did Peyton Manning say about uh, Vanderjack, our idiot kicker? Yeah. <laughs> Great, one well, of the greatest football minds of all he, time. He, I remember also. Well, Tubby also True. nailed like three fifty yarders versus us last year. So yeah, but I don't it, know. That it, dude's got to That's what he's supposed to do, though. Like he didn't do anything he wasn't supposed to do there. Yeah, I was, cool well, a, six, a sixty-one yarder is pretty. It, that's pretty nuts. Relative, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, compared yeah, to other yeah, kickers, it was, a, it, was a, it was a great. Yeah, it was a great kick. That's on, fine. On, on the grading kicking scale, yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, it was awesome. In terms of like kicking a ball through a goalpost, it's like. But yeah, we, we should do. We should we should have a kicking competition between ourselves. I suck at kicking. But I we should go out to go out to the IM fields and and kick field goals. See who can make the most. Hunt pass and kick competition. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. We still haven't. We still haven't came up with the punishment for upcoming upcoming <laughs> punt pass and kick competition from from the boys. I, I do kind of like the idea of like you have to get like a certain amount. I still like I still like the left handed golf idea. Did we say that on here? I no, I think you just texted us that. I, I we, this is not set in stone, but I think it would be funny if one of us had to play eighteen left-handed. I don't even think I could swing club left-handed. <laughs> Griffin can't play right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't either. Um, yeah, we'll figure something out. I don't know. I've come storming back on the picks. By the way, I, I, yeah. after start, I started off zero and six, and now I think I'm six and two over the last two weeks. I've gone two and two each week. I went two and two this week as well. So I'm, but, I'm, I'm like right above 500. I mean, if I if I could have just said, like, I want these two picks, but I want them to count as two, I would have for Missouri and Florida because I knew that those games were going to win. Uh, we've already I've never – I don't know if I've ever been more confident in a bet than I was in Florida plus the points this weekend. I wish I, I wish I was as confident. Can we – let's talk about this late. we got to talk about this. Dude. Yeah. Here, so. uh, let's, let's transition. Oh, man, I, I, that's uh, 
that's kind of our dog hour there uh, for all the dogs fans. If you if you please like and subscribe to the show, that would be very appreciated. We're now going to move into talking about the full slate because week week three we came in and Brooks actually had a very good take about this. Like, don't be that guy that complains about the slate. Like, we waited all year for yeah. this. Like, there, it's going to be good. It's going to happen. There's still lines. Like, there's no such thing. In my opinion, there's no such thing as a bad slate because there's lines for every game. Yeah. Every game becomes important to me. Like, screw whoever's playing. It, it can be two teams I've never heard of. If there's a line on it. Did you watch Colorado and Colorado State? That game was right. insane. It was awesome. That was, that was Did you watch Ohio game. and Iowa State? It was a banger. That game was that awesome. was another good one. I've been Indi- no, I've been Indiana with a miracle cover. Guys, y'all, Indiana, y'all are missing, uh-huh. you're missing so much football by not gambling on it because you'd never be watching <laughs> Indiana. You'd never be watching Indiana play Louisville in the second half. They're down 21 going into halftime. Onside kick out of half, and all of a sudden, here they come storming back. Covered the spread. It was unbelievable. Really you're was. missing <laughs> so much football by yeah, not gambling like, on it. That's, that should be put like on a, a t-shirt. Look, no doubt. No you you are not a man until until you are up late at night, hoping that Air Force just clings on against Utah State. <laughs> never Watch Air Force and Utah State. They'll never understand the feeling of satisfaction and just pure begging life. Arizona to beat UTEP. Yeah, that's by eighteen. <laughs> just pure testosterone when you're like telling everyone around you like Ohio is beating Iowa State on Saturday. And then when they do it, you you feel like somebody should carry a freaking throne out for you. You sit on it, and you they can just rage you around the casino. You know what my pick was this weekend with that? South, I was screaming South Alabama from the mountaintops. They come out and absolutely manhandle Oklahoma State. 33-7. They were seven-point dogs. Come out and absolutely whip them. Love it. Love it. There's nothing better. But anyway, well, let's talk about the slate. Here's, here's another thing, too, before we talk about the slate fully along the gambling thing. There's nothing more satisfying than when you put together an absolutely surgical parlay. And then there's nothing more devastating than when some scrub-ass team from Nashville, Tennessee just blows it for you in the worst possible fashion that you can imagine. I don't know if y'all watched the Vandy game. or I saw the ending to it. I was watching Colorado and Colorado State. But... What happened was, so I had a I had a five leg parlay, put about thirty bucks on it. It was to win a thousand. All right, it was Florida money line, Mizzou money line, Ohio money line, the Ohio Bobcats, that is Maxion baby dogs, um, and then North Carolina money line, Bandy money line, Bandy money line was the last leg. Is all we needed left. They were up seventeen to nothing in this game. They were up seventeen to nothing. They were playing. And then UNLV. they let UNLV score thirty unanswered points. Uh. 30. Then they tied it up. And they tied it up. That deserves a jail time. Went down 37 to 30, tied it back up again, and then got a turnover, drove down the field, 29 seconds left, fourth down, missed the field goal. No timeouts from UNLV at this point either. Missed the field goal. I'm like, all right, we'll go into overtime. That's fine. Kickers. Nope. UNLV bombed down the field. No timeouts. Gets out of bounds. Game-winning field goal. Bang. Oh crap! Yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds like some loser ass kicker blew your parlay. Is all I heard. Oh yeah, he did. He did. He blew. <laughs> yeah, shit up. and I've known Griffin for a long time, and he was already at the casino down here in Biloxi, and I just got done playing. We clinched playoffs, so like I'm excited to get to the casino, you know, watching football and stuff. And he, he's texting me this, and I saw Vanderbilt lose, and I'm like, oh no. And I get there, and when I walk in, I can see him from across the place, and I I know his face when he's mad, and he was pissed. 
he was pissed. I could I could oh, tell him it's gonna be a long night. We we gotta get him out of this. It took a while for him to get out, but he got out of it. Kind of. He he was pissed off. Anyway, let's start in Gainesville, Florida. Gainesville, Florida, in a game, to me, that was the most predictable game of the slate. It was. <laughs> I, I've, I've been telling a couple Tennessee fans that I know around here, and they're all the same. Like, like people, you know, you can't like them different. They're all the same. Unreasonable. They Delusional. I've been Annoying as shit. I've been telling <laughs> <laughs> for a month that they were going to lose in the swamp. <laughs> Florida, hey, Florida sucks. We're not going to lose in the swamp. Wait, wait, buddy. Y'all suck too. Well, see, the thing is, they've won one time there in the past 10 years, 11 years now. And you know what every, you know what every like, response that's com- combating what I was saying to him about them losing the swamp started with? Last year, we beat blank. I don't care like how does how is that relevant at all sadly here's what i don't here's what i don't understand with these people they think they're us they think they can just replace all these people and like i'll try to have a (laughs) which is a mistake by the way i'll try to have a civil conversation with one of these slack-jawed fucking idiots (laughs) and i'm like hey man you lost your quarterback you lost your best tackle you lost your two best receivers receivers. arguably lost your best defensive player I think you guys might take a step back. Oh, you're just you're just being a hater. You just don't believe. <laughs> Shut up, God! You don't even understand what you're talking about. I was so they, happy. I was openly cheering for Florida, jumping up and down. Yeah, I wanted those those that's hits to shut up so bad. God, that's so that stupid. is why that is why it's my favorite game of the year is because I throughout the years you flip who you're pulling for in that game. Like, depending on who is more annoying at the time. Like, when I was in college, yeah. I was pulling for Tennessee because Florida was unbearable in those first few years of Mullen. Like, unbearable. Mm-hmm. They, they might get back to that point again. But, like, speaking of Tennessee, they're going to be extremely lucky. Extremely lucky to win eight games. Yeah. I mean, they are. Their I, schedule, I, I guys, good. their schedule is very, very, very difficult. They go – Here's how their schedule goes. They play UTEP, then they play somebody else, I think, and then a bye. They play UTSA. UTSA. And then it's like – And if they don't have Frank Harris there, it's screwed. But they actually could have won that game. Missouri, at Missouri, Carolina at home, at Kentucky, A&M at home, at Alabama, us at home. Like It is an absolute gauntlet. And and they're going to go six and six. They're going to go six and six. Oh, people, my God, that would be so beautiful. People ha- make fun of Missouri, or Tennessee fans at least, for sure. Like, they try to clown them. But I'm telling you, this year, they're a little bit different than they have been. I, I you think know why they're Tennessee pretty fans dang make fun good. Of Missouri? You know why Tennessee fans make fun of Missouri? That, that's the only person because they're next. Because they're next on the little bitch that gets slapped around totem pole <laughs> under Missouri. Yeah. And they have been for a few years, and they, so they got to feel like a big man to pick on the one yeah. team that's that's been more pathetic. The ones they're really rivals with is Kentucky, Kentucky. and mm-hmm. if they lose that game, they might just all crawl into a hole for the next three years. It's in Kentucky. Because, no, they, you know, so. you know, way better than that. They might, they'll win a bowl game against uh, Maryland, and, and they'll be yeah, they'll go six and six. Play, oh, yeah, they'll me, go six Maryland and six. Play already. Maryland. I'll take, I'll take Maryland Nico. Nico will make two good throws in a bowl game. Oh. Dude, I, also, I'm tell, I told, I like, I, I feel like I need to be vindicated by saying 
this. Joe Milton is not good. He will never be good. I don't care how far he can throw any type of produce, golf ball. I don't care if he can throw it maybe 150 yards. He's not good. He's a bum. He sucks. He cannot play. The boy cannot play the game of football. <laughs> Who who could have possibly guessed that him saying who could have seen that we only had like two years of evidence? I don't lose I don't lose in the state of Florida. Who could have possibly thought that would have been him in the butt? I don't I don't know. You know, that, me personally, no, there I never was thought no that. there was no chance that was ever gonna come never. back to bottom. No. And you know, it's crazy. I saw this podcast not too long ago talking about Joe Milton and why he really wasn't good. Um I can't remember what podcast it was. <laughs> I think it was Backstreet Boys. Yeah, oh, it was them. It was them. They were really right about him. So, yeah. So that, I've seen Tennessee, this game. What, they, they turned on him already. They already. Yeah. I mean, that's the most predictable. Thing we, that's the thing I told y'all that we 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 called this to a T. I was like, as soon as he starts to struggle, they're going to start calling for Nico, and then all of a sudden, Joe Bilton for Heisman. Like that's already that's dead. They've already it was so on. pathetic at the end of the game, too. <laughs> so pathetic. Oh, literally. Hey, by the, yeah, no, no, no. We need to talk about this. Call it a timeout so you can cheap shot nah, the other Heibles, Heibles, he He's no longer to be taken serious. That guy, he's – like, early on, it was just like he really did nothing that was that unlikable. Just He was just, you know, high yeah. and And in the legacy played. He goes to the presser. And he, he's sitting there smacking that gum the whole time he's talking. He, he looked, you know – he doesn't look presentable, and you're like, there's not much he can do. And he's just sitting there. That's a real well, nice way of putting that. Well, you know, I, I uh, we, we, we got to hit the quarterback because he's going to dance around. Well, you started that, dude. The game was over. We, we want to get the ball back. You could get the ball back. You there's you could not have gotten the ball back. Like, there, there's I, I will say he's, not he's also a, lucky. Knowing Billy Napier's from Chatsworth, Georgia, he's lucky Billy didn't, didn't, didn't whoop his ass. I wish he would have. Dude, I hate I, – God, I hate that Billy Napier's in Florida because I, I really like that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. He, he, he doesn't do anything unlikable. They're, now, they're D.C., who, who, like, literally wants to be Kirby so bad. Like, all he does is listen to Kirby. That guy's a doofus. And try to sound just like him. I don't care if he's good at – you know, I don't care if he's a good defensive coordinator or not. If You can't try to mimic a coach and be good. He tries to mimic Kirby. He'll never be Kirby. Number one, he's – you know, 400 more pounds of Kirby. But Florida, Florida is not to be taken serious either. Those were, that was two bad teams in the swamp. We don't need to give that any more attention. Those teams are both bad. Screw them. Yep. Uh, hey, moving on. Speaking of bad, speaking of bad teams, uh, well. Well, man, hold on. Fun I, fact about Tennessee and Florida, though. They are both ranked now. In case y'all are wondering, yeah, well, Tennessee's twenty-three. Oh, right. oh, Florida's this, this is how those rank wins that Tennessee talks about. That's how they yeah. describe. <laughs> yeah, these are both ranked wins now. We already had a Florida play. fan okay. text me this morning. We have a top fifteen win. Georgia doesn't. I say okay. That, yeah. See, actually, yeah. this this actually is a ranked win for Tennessee as well because if they did play it in Neyland, they would have won. Would've so won. It, it counts yeah. as a ranked oh, win. No, yeah, no. Sorry, we got to talk about this too. The Tennessee fans have now pivoted. <laughs> we shouldn't have to play away games. Shit for brains fan base. They think that having to play away games is unfair. They're like, wait, we shouldn't be subjected to this. Nayland is the greatest place to play a football game on the planet. We should never have to play anywhere else. Everybody should always come to Nayland Stadium. If we if we was playing at Nayland Daily, if you boys would have come out there, we'd have done a 200 over there. 
We had our weekly West Rucker tweet about the officiating, dude. When, when he tweeted about officiating, that dude is such a fucking that dude is such a baby, man. Oh my god, he is always oh. he, dude. Every week it's the refs, man. They're out to get him every week. It's just I them. cannot imagine crying that much about. I, the refs. I relish. I when that this, dude is when a that mega team weenie. loses a football game, it is. I will not have. A I've never seen. I've never seen more. Ex- I've never the mental gymnastics, the excuses. Oh my god! They just the line them up. Yeah. They, they got every. They got every excuse under the sun. Whew. Well, we just talked about Tennessee for ten minutes. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> some other bad teams. Speaking of bad teams, yeah, um, I was going to say Alabama. <laughs> they buddy that dude. They they were at a point to where like their level of play. I I was I couldn't even make a joke. I was like, what? I was like, what am I? I was like, what am I eyes seeing right now? I, honestly, I didn't have like to say. I honestly feel bad for them. I, I don't like. They, they have a brutal fan base. That, as a as a whole, I don't know if it's that bad, but like they just have like four outspoken people on Twitter who are the worst, and yeah. they would be you know they'd be throwing parties and parades if we if we looked like that against South Florida. I just don't really care about them because they're not like they're no longer a threat to us at this point in time. They are not a threat to us, so I'm not really concerned about what they do. It, it'd be like me worrying about freaking Ole Miss. I, I'm not concerned about teams like that. I'm kind of worried. So, about it. <laughs> nah, Lane Kiffin's never be a, a team that finishes over 500 in the SEC. So, okay, I, I, I just, I just don't really. I'm not concerned with Alabama. They have problems at quarterback. They have problems everywhere. Josh Pate, love the guy. I love listening to him. He's usually right. I used to think he grew up an I think he's wrong fan. On this one. He had to grow up a Bama fan for that take. Like he stood so strong on them being such a dominant offensive line. And it really didn't change much from last year, except they replaced the guy with a freshman. They stink. They like, it's not a good offensive line. Whooped by USF. I didn't realize they scored a touchdown with four seconds left. It was a ten to three ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're they're not they're done. Like the, their coordinators are bad. Lane Kiffin goes to the podium today. I, Jake, you sent us that. I, I don't. Yeah, know dude, that was weird. I've on. never heard a coach say something like that. He, he said he was accused. If you didn't see it, Lane Kiffin's talking about Kevin Steeler, defensive coordinator, Alabama's defensive coordinator. He said he's worked with him enough where he knows that he's not calling plays anymore. He's saying the DBs coach is calling the defense. I don't know what's going on there. Saban has one foot out the door. He's going on the McAfee show. This might be Saban's last year, and if he retires, he could retire anytime. It, regardless of what he does in the next 10 years, he's the best coach of all time at this point. And, you know, if I'm him, I'm riding the off only the sunset and let somebody else fix that problem. Yeah, the only thing that really sucks is whenever Nick Saban leaves, they're going to get Dan Lanning, and I'm going to hate that. You think that's going to go after? I, I, I would put every dollar in my bank account Dan Lanning will be their first call. Because, by that. the way, I've heard you're getting Kirby back, you're absolutely, you're absolutely I mean, that's, that's was up there too. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, let me leave my alma mater, uh, alma mater where I've won two titles to be the guy who followed Nick Saban. I'm sure that's uh, at the top. And the it's list. not – that's not, like, at best, that's a lateral move. Yeah, and get paid the same. <laughs> exactly. Like, And you're the guy who follows Nick Saban. Like, right, yeah, there's, there's no reason for that. We're here, oh. you hung the moon, and we praise you and bow at your feet. I mean, come on now. That's what's crazy. Is, I will is say – There's I no obvious successor there. Like, it used to be Dabo, but nobody wants him right now. I think it's Dan Lanning, dude. I mean, he has like now he has like a track record of success as a head coach. He would probably make Schumann his defensive coordinator, and that would be really not cool. I would really hate yeah. that a lot. <laughs> yeah, that would suck. But here's the right, thing about yeah, that we, is we got to put that. 
here's the thing about that. Could could a mini Kirby ever really beat Kirby? Maybe. Consistently. I don't know. Maybe every now. I don't know. No, I don't know about Maybe with those – maybe the resources that university offers. Maybe they'll hire Mel Tucker. Listen, I, I think one thing <laughs> that, like, people underestimate about all this is, like, at the end of the day, Nick Saban is a great recruiter. Nick Saban gets people to Alabama. Kirby might be a better recruiter. Uh, and maybe. I don't know if people. I don't know if the next guy that comes into Bama is going to be able to match what Kirby is going to continue to do at Georgia. Yeah, I saw in terms of recruiting. This is when I say like Bama fans as a whole. I don't feel like they're that bad because I, I was in the comments on Twitter today and I saw some making a really good point. Like they're talking about some, that edge that's missing, and a lot of them pointed to when Scott Cochran left in 2020. Like that's that's when they noticed a completely different like edge to the team, like energy throughout the game. And I thought that was a decent point. Like, that's kind of when we saw an uptick uh, in that aggression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, they 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 got a bunch of puppies on that roster. Man. They they don't have that like middle linebacker. Like, no, there's there's no Ruben Foster there, around there. there there's no, a reason there no, Tresman Marshall no Raglan. left and went to and went to Bama. Yeah, because he could play immediately, and now they want him benched. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they've got, they've let's got talk. Let's talk about a few other these games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, so the top, I, I, all I'm the top teams really struggled. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, Texas I'm struggled. I mean, Florida State struggled. Florida State like, looked bad. That Florida State, State yeah, was nuts. Yeah, there's Florida this State is wide open. If they were playing a competent football team. They would have lost. And speaking of the second best team in college football, Colorado, um, <laughs> they they pulled out a, a real nail biter. So. Dude, oh, I, 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 want to, I want to talk about this, too, for a second, because I saw a lot of people getting upset. They were like, oh, Colorado's being classless or Colorado State's being classless. Let's have some edge. Let's have some piss no, and some vinegar in some of these No, guys. that game was see, awesome. These guys hate each other. It was I want perfect. To see them go at each other's nets. Like, Thank I want you. to see these guys standing up and jawing and, like, fighting after every play. It's fun. It's sick. It gets it's me awesome. going. Like, quit talking about class. Quit talking about class. Go to a chess tournament. <laughs> <laughs> The no, only thing that about this let's see these game, guys. Let's see these guys have some uh, little edge. <laughs> the only thing that sucked about that game was how number one, Colorado, stop rushing the field. Stop. It, it like the, the funniest response I saw to that is when he was like, "Dude, they have like eight wins since the Bush era. You gotta let them have it." <laughs> <laughs> they rushed it too straight. I, I mean, there's. I mean, they're making. We up can't for do this time. every game. We can't do this every yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, number two. Number uh, two unless point. you plunge them, then I guess I you just have some built-in excuse. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to talk about field rushing. Number two, what's the second point? I don't like how people are acting like Colorado just backed up all their talk before this game. They acted like they were going to come out and stomp Colorado State, and Colorado State gave them all they wanted, and it's clearly a much less talented team. Well, here's the problem. The issue is this: this is the Colorado team that – we should see like they're not a top team in college football. They've had so much roster turnover. You can't expect them to come out and just like dominate week in week out. Like there's some, you know, contender. So that's, I think well, everybody. It's just that TCU and Nebraska are ass. That's yeah. what it really is. And, and those, they're good. And, they are a good team. Those two programs are awful this year. I think that's the really TCU, I think the TCU out. win is pretty good. Nebraska is really bad, but like, Colorado is still doing like for them to win that game to me is still a, a positive for them 
But it's just like the whole hoopla, and, and it makes sense. And it's, it was Dion's goal when he got there is to create all this because, like, mm-hmm. Colorado's making more money now than they'll ever make ever. Like, it's a completely different school. So that they're doing all this, and so people just expect them, like, oh, Dion's going to back it up. He's going to back it up. Well, he is backing it up, but it's not how you really expected it because they're not a team that's going to win the Big 12. They're not a team that's going to win the national championship. They can't just come in week in, week out, and just dominate teams because that's just not who they are. Well, what's what's going to happen when people are like, oh, or like this week, when people are like, oh, well, this is where it's like wake up, Tom. Like fantasy's over. Like Oregon's going to beat it's the dog just, crap out of it's just and then be Dion, the, it's just And then this. Dion's like – uh, we'll see you on the football field, like whatever. You know, like what what happens then? Like when if they do get Oregon the dog crap out of them. I mean, Oregon's gonna beat them. I mean, dude, it's just it's just, we're just gonna be in this. Uh, it's gonna be like this all year. It's just gonna be the never ending cycle. Of every other side saying, "I told you so." It's a show, like that. It's part of it. Like that's that's his shtick, and that's what he's always done. When he's a player. He did that. Like he's entertaining. He's an he's an entertainer. He is a a plus entertainer. It doesn't matter what you think about Colorado. I've, I've admitted my wrongs. I've said the man's got results this year. I've admitted no that I was wrong about that. He's I mean, already Shadur Sanders. Shadur He's Sanders good. is elite. Like, yeah. Whatever you think about him, you're going to watch the game, and that's really yeah. his goal. And people like he's gotten so many people who are not college football fans in on Colorado. So then they just expect, oh, Colorado, oh, Colorado State. Who's this? We should kill them. And then everybody's like, Colorado, you know, this, that, another top 20 team. Well, that they've become overrated by the masses. But, like, people who really understand college football understand, like, they're playing really well. Even them beating Colorado State is a decent win for them because they won one game last year. Yeah. They won one game. Right. So it people was, it are, was a gritty win. Yeah. And, like, you know, people are going to say this, that, and whatever about Colorado. Travis Hunter went down, too. They're, I mean, that's a big over, loss. They're overachieving, like. They're not a top team. They're not going to dominate everybody. Like, let them be happy. Let them enjoy. Yes, it. come on. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I will say, I, I did see a very funny tweet where somebody would like it was like the student section, like like all these famous people in the student section is like, dude, could you imagine how pissed off you'd be if you graduated from C Boulder like last year and this is what they have now? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's funny. Yeah, I'm not going to say pick uh, Colorado apart like they're freaking Ohio State or Michigan. Like they should be, you know, dismantling all these teams. Yeah, it, it's a team that had a full uh, roster get- turnover. It's just, it's me, just, get... it, it's just the masses that really just have been annoying yeah. me about it. Yes. it it's, yeah. it's just, it's just getting old, and like I'm, I'm ready for like the it to slow down just a little bit. Let's, uh, let's do a new segment. There's an idea I just had. Let's get our uh, I told you so's out of the week. We're not going to give that much analysis, but we're just going to go through and say I told you so about games. Uh, Wyoming uh, in Texas would be a one score game in the fourth quarter. As I told you so, I called that one. Anybody else? So I don't seem yeah. like an asshole. Florida was going to beat the dog crap out of Tennessee, and Joe Milton stinks like dog poop. Uh, I told you so. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I, I don't know if I came with any, you know, takes that that. Oh, I just sprung this on you. I, I really just wanted to talk about Wyoming, and I also wanted to say I told you South Alabama. South Alabama. I mean, I told I told you that I told you that Bama's line was not what everybody's telling you they were. So that is true. Yeah, this yeah, is just a segment where we pat each other. Yeah. One more, uh, Cole. I, uh, uh, in the in the Missouri game, uh, I called Tubby kicking a field goal for the win. I told you so. You did. You did. With about seven minutes left in the fourth the quarter. Worst ever <laughs> <laughs> I will Jake say, just had to get I the long off. Like, yeah, 
I feel like an idiot for not betting LSU. I, I just never bet LSU. Correctly, yeah, so I'm absolutely. not doing this. And they just absolutely went out there and strangled Mississippi State. All right, yeah. quick before we leave you, I felt we've been just jumbled all over the place here. Uh, kind of. It's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, ranked SEC teams right now. One through. I don't. I don't need another bottom half. I want to know one through eight. One. You talking about something I didn't come prepared for to go. <laughs> yeah. One dog. Two. LSU. Three. Maybe Ole Miss. I'd say maybe Ole Miss. Maybe A and M. Four. I'd take Ole Miss over name, but I'd go. That's my that's my four. Three, yeah. four. Four. I'd probably take Bama still. You um, just yeah. said Ole Miss or A and M at three, so one of them has to be four. Nah, well, I think I'd Bama still five. take Bama over Ole Miss. I, I'll take Ole Miss at five, and then well, Missouri we'll at six. Kids. Yeah, no kidding. Missouri at six. Auburn. Oh no, they're awful. They're I don't awful. know yet. I don't know yet. I, I yeah, need to Florida's, see. Florida's I need to see them play. Oh, oh wait, that's, that's right. right. We watched the Cal game. I forgot about that. That one. Cal game was the worst that was football disgusting. game ever played. Yeah, it was. I will not have them anywhere near my yeah. top half. The SEC. Uh, I guess. I mean, Kentucky. They're, they're bad too. I thought they were gonna be better. They stink. Um, East is bad. The SEC is bad this year. Vandy's I, at the bottom. Vandy's Maybe. at the bottom. Mississippi State. Uh, yeah. Mississippi State is right above them. <laughs> <laughs> They're bad. Yeah, I don't know, man. The SEC is really down this year. It, it's it kind of sucks, and I'm not a big conference lover either. But like, I like I like flipping on an LSU Mississippi State game. I feel like it's gonna be gritty and competitive, and it was just disgusting. It's kind of fun being I, yeah, the one is... who holds it up, though. No doubt. Oh, no doubt. No question. Everybody's like outside of everybody outside of Georgia, the SEC stinks. <laughs> it's kind of fun. <laughs> that is awesome. No doubt. <laughs> The Pac-12 is the best yeah. conference, easily. Yeah, 100%. Oh, my gosh. It's it's must-see television. And of course, they're they're picking their bones at starting next year, which I absolutely hate. That does suck. That does suck. I, I think mean, the ACC low-key might be decent. Is that a bad I thing? I don't. Wake Forest should have lost to Old Dominion. I, like, I had yeah, – Boston, they Boston College. Boston College got smoked by Northern Illinois. Um, but the top half they – yeah, They almost lost to Holy Cross, and then they almost just beat Florida State. Right. I still don't think Clemson is terrible. Wake FSU, Forest should have lost to Old Dominion. FSU, Clemson, North Carolina, I think is pretty good. I think Duke is a solid team. I think they're a non-win team. Uh, well, we got a we got a we got a lot to talk about this next week as far as picks go. Yeah, Miami. Uh, we hey, we're playing UAB, but I want to talk about this slate. I mean, we'll do a little UAB preview. We'll talk about the fight in Trenton Dilbert to some extent, but I want to talk about this slate coming up. Agreed. That's the show for today. That's the recap. It was kind of all over the place. We hit it all. You can't, I mean, you can't say anything about us not hit it all because we freaking did. Yeah. Um, if you can please like and subscribe to the show, we'd appreciate it. Dogs are 3-0. That's really all that matters in this world right now. So, uh, enjoy that. And we're going to be 4-0 next week and we'll probably get in at 12-0 because that's just what we do. We're championships in caliber team. Kirby Smart and the boys. All right. That was super arrogant. Kind of an arrogant podcast, this one. But that tends to happen when everybody else sucks around us. So we well, get real uh, good. We, would, we get real goofy the later we record. So no doubt. We're, we're always recording late right now. My season's almost over. We should be back on normal time, but yeah, it is late. But uh everybody have a good week. And we'll be back later in the week to talk about the slate. Peace.